PvdA-leider Ploemen noemt de oud-minister en oud-burgemeester van Amsterdam... een scherpzinnig en betrokken sociaal-democraat. Lodewijk Arsen spreekt van een markant en iconisch politicus. En partijcorrivee Felix Rottenberg heeft ook mooie woorden voor Van Tijn. Ja, als je burgemeester bent van de stad Amsterdam, een Joodse stad... en je kan opkomen voor de belangen van de bevolking, samen met de bevolking... ja, dan speel je een rol, daarom is hij ook zo lang burgemeester geweest. Ed Van Tijn was 87. Het weer nog, eerst bewolkt met lokaal ook wat motregen en in het noordoosten kans op mist, later meer ruimte voor de zon. En het wordt vandaag 4 tot 7 graden. Dit was het NMS Journaal. De overheid noemt haar een onruststoker en diende tientallen klachten tegen haar in, waardoor ze nu levenslang kan zijn. Levenslang? Omdat je vraagt om politieke veranderingen? Voor ons onvoorstelbaar. Voor Rong Panusaya in Thailand mogelijk de realiteit. Kom samen met Amnesty International in actie tijdens Right for Rights en schrijf een brief tegen dit onrecht. Het helpt. Schrijf mee op amnesty.nl. PvdA-leider Ploemen noemt de oud-minister en oud-burgemeester van Amsterdam een scherpzinnig en betrokken sociaal-democraat. Lodewijk Arsen spreekt van een markant en iconisch politicus. En partijcorrivee Felix Rottenberg heeft ook mooie woorden voor Van Tijn. Ja, als je burgemeester bent van de stad Amsterdam, een Joodse stad, en je kan opkomen voor de belangen van de bevolking, samen met de bevolking, ja, dan speel je een rol. Daarom is hij ook zo lang burgemeester geweest. Ed Van Tijn was 87. Het weer nog, eerst bewolkt met lokaal ook wat motregen en in het noordoosten kans op mist. Later meer ruimte voor de zon. En het wordt vandaag 4 tot 7 graden. Dit was het NMS Journaal. De overheid noemt haar een onruststoker en diende tientallen klachten tegen haar in. Waardoor ze nu levenslang kan zijn. Levenslang? Omdat je vraagt om politieke veranderingen? Voor ons onvoorstelbaar. Rong Panusaya in Thailand mogelijk de realiteit. Kom samen met Amnesty International in actie tijdens Right for Rights en schrijf een brief tegen dit onrecht. Het helpt. Schrijf mee op amnesty.nl. PvdA-leider Ploemen noemt de oud-minister en oud-burgemeester van Amsterdam een scherpzinnig en betrokken sociaal-democraat. Lodewijk Arsen spreekt van een markant en iconisch politicus. Felix Rottenberg heeft ook mooie woorden voor Van Tijn. Ja, als je burgemeester bent van de stad Amsterdam, een Joodse stad, en je kan opkomen voor de belangen van de bevolking, samen met de bevolking, ja, dan speel je een rol. Daarom is hij ook zo lang burgemeester geweest. Ed Van Tijn was 87. Het weer nog, eerst bewolkt met lokaal ook wat motregen en in het noordoosten kans op mist. Later meer ruimte voor de zon. Het wordt vandaag 4 tot 7 graden. Dit was het NMS Journaal. 
Amsterdam Zuidoost. Paats van Suriname. Duke Ellington. Christmas Dinner. Valentine Edition. En Latin Jazz. Dan op mijn theater.
Well, good morning to you, listeners. My name is Apostle Larry Dokino, and uh, we're here this hour and for the next couple of hours uh, on the, the shows of, show of Radio uh, Voice of Niger. We will be uh, bringing to you a variety of items. But once again, we'd like to welcome you, warmly welcome you to this day and to this program. We'll be bringing you further updates as we go along. But as you know, we have just begun an inspirational segment uh, where we play some music and also bring you some some exhortation from the Word of God. So sit back, relax and enjoy and uh, let's see what God does as we proceed. Thank you and keep listening.
spirit to fill this place. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Jesus, for a day like this you have given to us, we cannot help but appreciate uh, the tokens of your help and mercy every day of our lives. Thank you for covering us, our families and our loved ones with the blood of Jesus. Thank you for everyone in this city. Thank you for those in authority. Thank you for our queen and thank you for our family. Thank you for First of all, give ourselves unto you, that you may be glorified and uplifted in all that we do. And we pray that you will use this medium and this broadcast and every item on this program today to touch life in a very special way. Let your voice be heard, let your hands be felt, and let the warmth of your smile, oh God, warm up our lives in Jesus' name. Let anything that is evil and unnecessary and, and unhelpful, Father, be taken away far from us in Jesus' name. Spread your, the wings of your protection all over us. Once again, we worship you, Father. We bless you, Father. We magnify your holy name. Be glorified again and again. Thank you for our listeners. These broadcasts go into their homes, into their cars, and whichever way they are listening, we pray that it shall not go empty-handed, but it shall go with a payload of blessing, a payload of kindness, and and some encouragement. We pray that for those who are looking for a way out of any situation, the broadcast of today shall carry the solutions they need. Father, cause eyes to open, cause ears to hear and cause hearts to understand what you have prepared in stock for those who love you. And for those who have not yet known you or given their lives over to you, let this be the opportunity for them to reconsider and to take a step to connect themselves with Jesus Christ our Lord. Be glorified once again in the wonderful and the marvelous name of Jesus Christ.
quick update of what will be happening today. We will be having, as usual, the miracles of Jesus uh, by Apostle Helen Rodolfo. And then, shortly after that, a very short word of hesitation by myself, Apostle Larry Dockino. And then we'll follow that up with Pastoral Forum. Today we're going to be looking at uh, how to rebuild uh, broken prayer altars. And right after that, we'll enter into a legal segment. Uh, we're going to be talking about a special restriction that um, has apparently come up regarding obtaining visas uh, for Nigerians living in the Netherlands who want to invite their families over. So we're going to have a lawyer here in the studio to discuss this matter. And we hope that you will stay tuned and you will, you will tune in and also invite others to tune in to listen. And after that, we're going to go into uh, social segment talking about domestic affairs, how to deal with conflict and uh, violent situations. So we hope that we, with this, we'll be able to brighten up your day and uh, make a difference. Stay tuned for the miracles of Jesus.
But for me and my household, we see this month as a month of thanksgiving. We see this month as a month we would just want to express gratitude unto God. Why? Because Many things have happened, but God brought us through them all. And I believe to you, listeners, many things have happened, many things occurred, but God brought you through. So from time to time, it is always good we take some time to say thank you to the Most High. Because when we do not learn to say thank you, it means we are not humble. It means we are taking the grace of God for granted. The ability to arise every faithful morning, see another day, is not by our strength. There are people who would have liked to see today, but they are not alive now. It is not because their sins are worse than ours. But it's just the grace of God. That is the reason why every living soul has to what? Praise God. Ungratefulness is one of the worst of all sins. Multitudes enjoy the blessings of life. They enjoy the blessings of food. They enjoy the blessings of home. Having a home not living on the street. They enjoy the blessings of having good friends around. <coughs> I beg your pardon. Others enjoy the blessings of good health. And we are even forgetting that we are enjoying the blessings of a land of freedom. And in all of this, we never even say thank you to God. We never even think that he has been the one that gave us all of the good people that surrounded us. We can easily say he gave us job. We can easily say, yes, he gave us money. He gave us good health. But what about the home that you are in? What about the good friends? Because the world is becoming so wicked that it is rare to find good friends. But when you look around you, there are still some good friends around. Do you think it is because you have the best character? No. It is just the grace of God that have brought those people into your life. And from time to time, we just got to take a break and say, thank you, Lord, for my good friends. Hallelujah. The world is full of evil and our lives are not all sunshine. But we ought to be grateful to God and we ought to express our gratefulness to him all the time. Come on, say all the time. Now, the scripture I want to use this morning is taken from the book of Psalm, chapter 4. Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5. As we know that the book of Psalm is a book that every 
and Psalm were written by a king. Written by a warrior. The Bible says here that he stood endured forever. People come into our lives. Mm. They do not portray truth. Even people, married people, they still don't show truth. If people enter into companies to work, their bosses or them, those who are working there, they will not even portray truth. They don't speak truth. Truth is almost hard to find in this hour time. When people say good morning, you got to look around to know whether it is really good morning. When church members say to you they love you, you got to analyze it and look at it again. Because the same people that said to you, we love you today, are going to be the same people who are going to criticize you. When even friends say, I love you, the moment things begin to go a little bit good in your life, these same friends change. And then they begin to speak evil. So it is difficult to really find people who say truth, truth, truth to others. Because of lack of truth today, the world is in chaos. Marriages have become devastated. People don't speak the truth. Even in the schools that our children go, truth are not being revealed. In the businesses that we do, partners don't even speak truth to one another because it is hard to endure truth. But the gospel of the Lord Jesus is a gospel of truth. The Bible tells us here that we just got to rejoice and be glad that there is still a king that his word endured forever. The truth in his word endured forever. God, when he speaketh, he speaketh nothing but the truth because he is a father of truth just as the devil is a father of lies. So when you find yourself speaking contrary to truth, then you better watch out who is your father. Because if if God be your father, you will produce nothing but truthful words all the time. Hallelujah. Because of lack of truth, people cannot even endure sound doctrine. When people come to church, you begin to tell them, is it not better that we do things in, in, this, in this other way than the way you are doing it? They become offended. When people are insane and you confront a sinner and say, fornication is not good, lies is not good, backbiting is not good, hypocrisy is not good, all of this things the Bible said, everyone that is involved in this shall not even make it to heaven. We try to corner the word of the Lord to now when we say sin we call it is is a mistake. We don't call sin for what it is anymore. We say it is now a mistake. It's it's a it's a flaw in somebody's character. We don't address sin as as a sin ought to be addressed. And why? Because we do not want to speak the truth the way it is coming so that people don't leave us so that people go about hanging us. But what shall it profit a man to gain the whole pain and and lose his precious soul? I mean are we going to write another Bible just because of the generation of evil men and women that we are in today. Are we going to rewrite the gospel of the Lord and rewrite the whole Bible just because people want us to want to put the word in their own frame and not the way the word of God had to be spoken. This morning, be grateful that there's a king who presides in truth. Be grateful that you have a father who speaks the truth. Be grateful that you have a father who does not comply, who does not compromise with his word. The Bible said his truth enduring to all generations. In other words, even if we say we don't want it now, truth is already gone ahead to the next generation because God is truthful. My God, I love you.
I am saying thank you that you are a God that speaketh truth to me. Uh, there are certain things when people will tell you, you look, you finish making your hair in the salon, and they say it's making you look just like a wild beast. And you look at yourself in the mirror, somebody say, oh, you look good, you look good. But in your heart, the spirit man is saying, no, you don't just look good. And, and people just tell you, oh, you look yourself good. You, you dress, and your dress is so stained somewhere, and you get up and you ask someone, do I look good? Somebody say, yeah, you look good. Meanwhile, they know that you have some dents all over your, 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 your body because they don't know how to tell you the truth. So it's rare to find truth. But today, I'm grateful for God being a God of truth. And I'm so I want you to reckon with this morning as we give gratitude unto God, thanksgiving unto Him has to be taken from the book of Psalm 34, verse 1. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. The praise, thanksgiving shall continuously be in my mouth. My soul make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear therefore and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name to Together. Do you see that this psalmist is making his boast not in what he has? He said, My soul shall boast in the Lord. And when they humble, hear me boasting in the Lord, they will also be glad. You see, the mark of humility is, is, is when you can be grateful to every little thing that people do for you. When you shall, when you can boldly. <clears throat> Show, say thank you to every little thing that people have done for you. you. No matter how little or insignificant, as long as you could not do that thing for yourself, and people to inconvenience themselves to do that thing for you, you got to say thank you. Oh my God, give us a generation. God bless in our generation, men and women who can learn to say thank you. Who can learn to be grateful for what people have done? Who can appreciate people when they are alive, not just when they are dead? It's just like these days now, people just gather themselves only to appreciate people when they die. But now when they are alive, we, we, we pretend as if we don't know them. We, we, we look down at them, allow them to go through the hurdles of life should have been able to sustain that person's life. And then we allow them to go through all the stress and we allow them to go through all the rigorous of life with a little appreciation somewhere would have held or we would have lifted the soul of that person. And when they die, we begin to raise fat offerings for them. Let me tell you one thing. That is nothing but hypocrisy. It is good that we can give them, give their families money. But do you ask yourself, what were you able to do in the life of that person when he was alive? Have we become vultures that feast on dead souls? Or are we living? Have we forgotten what the Bible said? That there is no connection between the living and the dead. So even those things we are doing, when they have passed away, they don't know about it. Because the Bible even tells us, even the dead, their memory will easily be forgotten. Even when they appear in the places where we used to see them, we call them ghosts and when we run away. Because there's no connection between the living and the dead. So when 
they are alive. Why don't we appreciate them? Why don't we show gratitude to them? Than to gather money and give it to family members who never knew what a person suffered. We gather money and then we place it and, and release it in the hands of family members who never knew uh, what all the rigorousness that people have been through in such a foreign land. May the Lord give us the ability to appreciate people while they are alive. May the Lord give us the ability to say thank you to people while they are alive. Make their spirit glad even before they pass on. Not to criticize them and to and to separate from them and wait for them to die and then we raise our money. May the Lord be merciful. Gratitude have a way to pave way. Gratitude have a way to sustain people. Gratitude have a way to encourage. Gratitude have a way to strengthen. And that's what some of the reasons why you got to say thank you. You say thank you because you have life. We are always one heartbeat from death. It's just one heartbeat from death because just one breath that the dead person couldn't take landed that person to the land of the dead no more the land of the living so any moment we happen to breathe we must give thanks to God God alone gives life and sustains us even the wicked and ungodly live through the gift of God. Our life is in the hand of God. For he giveth to all life and bread and to all things. Not only to human beings, even to creatures. So only God gives life. Only God sustains us. Only God Almighty protects us. There are people today who have all it takes to buy life. Life is not in the hand of a doctor. Their life. I mean, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have a brother who is who is who is blessed with a brother that is a thoracic surgeon. The one I'm following, he is a thoracic surgeon. Practicing, he has his hospital in America, in Long Island, New York. And that's to the glory of the Lord. Right now, the wife is battling with cancer. How come? This, this is a thoracic surgeon. When they want something that has to do with heart, sometimes he's been flown from America to Britain to Trinidad to different parts of the world to go and perform surgery. He is, he, is, he is so known. And it is just by the grace of the Lord. But now his wife is battling with cancer. If it is what anyone can redeem, don't you think that he has chains of specialist doctors like him who would be able to say to flush out cancer? from wherever it is. Beloved, this is just to let us know that life is in the hands of God. 
alone and alone and alone. And we have to say thank you when we realize that our life is in the hands of God. I give you one more reason why you got to say thank you to God. You thank God for the Bible. You thank him for the word. Whether the world is bright or dark, God's word is always the same. Whether we are young or old, in health or sickness, it is a refuge for the mind and heart. Just think what the world would be like without the word. So thank God for his blessed word that liveth and abideth forever. You thank him. Think about what the world would be like without the word of God. You know, many times we've been so devastated when we needed encouragement and there is no sister, there is no brother, there is no partner around us, there is no pastor and yet we are able to just grab the Bible and just open the book of Psalm or any other part of the Bible and read. Then we receive encouragement. My God. You know, we receive encouragement. We receive back hope. We receive back our ability. And then we are able to move on again and again and again. What do you think has happened to us? The strength in the word of God comes into us, quickened us, and then we are able to go into the day. Have we been able to say thank you to God for his word? Have we been able to say thank you, Lord? I appreciate your word. I appreciate the Bible that it is even available for me to read. Have we ever? May the Lord be merciful. I'm going to end here. Somebody out there, beloved listeners, it is time to say thank you even to the for the least that you have ever received. If you are not used to saying thank you, I'm now redirecting your heart to do it. Do say thank you to those who have done something in your life. Now they are alive. Don't wait to celebrate their death. Don't wait to break out your money and push them out when they have died. When a little thank you would have sustained them. May the Lord Almighty bless this word that you have heard. May the Lord cultivate the habit of saying thank you in your heart. May the Lord make you humble to appreciate his word and to appreciate God for who he is and to appreciate good people that he has put around you. Always some minutes to say, Lord, I thank you for their lives. And not only to just say it, but show it. I will continue with this message by the special grace of the Lord next week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you now and forevermore. Say a big amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my name is, you know, it's a possible
with Helen Rudokino of River Supply Bible Church. We meet every Sunday from 10 o'clock. In case you want to join us, even during this Christmas season, uh, to, to, to just come to church and say, Lord, thank you. Give us a call on 0626-046432 and tell us how we may be a blessing to you. God richly bless you and keep listening.
weekend in case you are just tuning in this is radio voice of niger coming to you on the airwaves of radio russell transmitting on 103.8 megahertz on cable and 105.2 megahertz on ether you're welcome to give us a call or reaction as we proceed on 020737161 i will be handling very shortly the social segment topic of domestic affairs Taking precautions against conflicts. Uh, uh, we're going to get into this later, uh, later so you know what we're talking about. Um, we're talking about domestic situations and what can go wrong and how to how to make sure we th- these things don't take place and how to protect the little ones who are with us. And so you stay tuned and enjoy this music. We'll be back shortly.
Voice of Larry Duncan I'm coming to you uh, via Radio Voice of Niger. Like I promised, we're going to be talking this morning about domestic affairs. As you know, Christmas is in the air and we want to make sure that everything is peaceful and calm and cozy at home. And if there are some issues still, you know, kind of simmering around, we want to try to take care of them. As a responsible parent, you want to make sure that uh, your kids are safe and everything around you is safe. So uh, we want to be, we're going to look at the topic today, domestic affairs, how to take precautions against conflicts, okay? Our guest this morning is uh, Mrs. Annette Alagbe Spielberg. I like the last name, Spielberg. By way of introduction, I'd like to say the popular adage goes that the prevention is better than a cure. And this could not be more true. In line with that, we would like to touch on aspects of domestic issues often leading to abuse, conflicts, and disharmony. Miss Alagwe, Mrs. Alagwe is a trainer, coach, and counselor of Sp- uh, Bureau Spielberg in Idam. Today we'll be discussing how to recognize clues capable of helping us know when some of these social problems are in our neighborhood. These tips can equip us to save someone close or even distant. In addition, we will discuss sorts of help available to victims under these circumstances. On this note, I would like to say a big welcome to Mrs. Salagwe. Welcome, uh, Sister Good morning, sir. <laughs> now, the first question I'd like you to answer for the benefit of our listeners is uh, how much of a problem today is violence in the home? Yeah, a lot of uh, violence in the home is hidden, uh, of course, but I know that in Holland about 180 times a day, the police is going to homes where the violence becomes that heavy that the police has to interfere. 180 times a day? In Holland, yes. And if you know that, for instance, you have to beat your wife around 30 times before she calls the police, Ooh. you can can uh, maximize it with 30 times. Oh. It's not so nice to hear. <laughs> and unfortunately, especially with Christmas time, when everybody is hoping for a nice... I mean, you have expectations, Yes, no? absolutely. For, for Christmas, you want to have a nice time together. Everybody has expectations. And many times, these expectations don't come through because people are tired from work, mm-hmm. uh, have different expectations is- also. So when I was still joining the police, actually, the violence was more with, yes. with holiday times and Christmas times than in normal days. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. What often triggers this uh, violence and what often triggers, what often creates this violence and uh, this conflict at home? What are some of the things which uh, triggers it off? Well, of co- what I said, of course, a very different uh, expectation. So what you can do uh, before the, the holidays is uh, sit uh, together with your family and find out what do they really expect. Yeah. So to, to, to know what everyone... Can you just 
break some, the other one go from close to you so that uh, I pick everything. No, I just add it. Just let them close. Add the other one too. Yeah, good. Super. So that we pick up every okay. every sound you make. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry I interrupted you. That okay, way. no problem. Uh-huh. So that, that could that's, be, that's better, yeah. it could be of, of help. I mean, um, if you sit down together a week before the holidays and find out what is your expectation about the holidays yeah. and, um, but, um, and also sometimes, especially towards children, expectations are too high according to their age. Yes. That causes a lot of uh, violence. For instance, if a child of uh, six years old has to babysit for a baby, and they expect too much from the child, and if yes. it doesn't go uh, according to other... For instance, the reports from school are coming just before Christmas, yes. and if the notes are low, yeah. it also sometimes causes uh, problems. Uh, with the pa- like the parents uh, not happy with a child's uh, Possible. performance? And Possible. Uh, Even last Sunday, I was approached by a mother um, in church, and she said, yeah, I want you to talk to my son. He's 20 years old and um, he has uh, he spends too much time with his friends and he's studying. I say, okay, how is his studies? She said, yeah, uh, is it below six or over Over six, yeah. Over six. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's a six, seven, but it's not nine. Yes, oh, and so, yeah. well, if it's, it's as long as six and above, I mean, you should be happy that he can manage his life, his school, and his friends because friends are very important. Well, so, I said, just congratulate him that he can manage his life. Hmm. She looked at me if I was weird, but yes. I mean, don't make problem uh-huh. of something that is not a problem. Absolutely. You know. Um, okay, this is what you, you mean by the expectations when they, they are too high from. Uh, Sometimes. Once, one, once, one side, then uh, it can lead to dissatisfaction and then tensions and all that. Yeah. But if you're talking about domestic violence, that's yes. a much bigger uh, area. Eh? Yeah. I mean, most of the, uh, the the violence is between partners or ex-partners. Yes. So if you think, I'm going to divorce, then the violence will stop. Well, often it's not a solution. The violence continues, even worse. Um, of course, child abuse is in that uh Sexual abuse, mm-hmm. physical abuse, and emotional abuse. Um, also, parents who are beaten up by teenagers, and unfortunately, it happens. Parents beaten, beaten up, up by, by teenagers. teenagers. Yes, oh, okay. it does we, happen. I haven't heard that. I, I don't hear much about that. Well, it does happen a lot. Mm. Well, uh, you know what? You have a uh, interesting background, uh, the, formerly with the police, so so you can tell us, uh, give us some insight. Um, tell us when does uh, this kind of situation where there is abuse in the home, where there's violence in the home, let's say domestic violence, when does it become a cycle? When would someone say, hey, I'm in a cycle of domestic uh, violence? Can you explain that to us, please? Yeah, the, 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 the circle of uh, domestic violence is often with, with partners. I mean, uh, uh, I'm not talking about child abuse now, but yeah. between, between partners. partners. Yeah. Um, I mean, if somebody has been abused, either if it is physical or emotional, and I won't underrate the emotional one, because yeah. if you uh, get nicknames all the time and they call you a loser or even worse all the time, it does something to your self-image. Mm-hmm. And... Often the physical abuse goes together with the emotional one. So if you have been beaten and your husband would say, okay, nobody wants you, whoever wants you, be, wants you or you're, you're useless, and it happens, it's of like course. That. Yeah. Then you, they make 
emotional you become dependent mm-hmm. and it sounds very strange yeah. that you become dependent from somebody that beats you but the point is um Often the tension between people who cannot solve their problems yes. goes high, high, high till the breaking point, till they hit each other again. Then the person should go for help. Yeah. And if help doesn't come in immediately, mm-hmm. the circle closes again. Because what does the perpetrator do? Mm-hmm. He says sorry, he comes with some presents. Yeah. And the victim is very happy with the attention she gets. So then she she hopes again things will be better. Yeah. And from that you it takes some time before you can believe that the one who you love yeah. is beating you you just can't believe, can't believe it. it you can't believe it and that's why you 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 choose to believe no no he's not like that i know him for better mm. and before you know it's it's a circle yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why the new law in holland now against domestic violence is so good because the moment um uh, uh, this this crisis comes that yeah. the beating is going on yeah. if you for instance if you you hear it next door regularly mm-hmm. you should call the police 112 mm-hmm. because they can interfere immediately mm-hmm. it's not it's not that the perpetrator goes to jail that's not the purpose oh, okay. what they do is the police comes in mm-hmm. and the victim should just say i want my 10 days of peace Mm-hmm. Then the police will understand because the, the the perpetrator will be taken out for 10 days out of the home. Yeah. And the father, the mother and the children, they get help yeah. every day for one hour. Okay. 10 days for the long. 10 days. Okay. So this is to help them to come out of that circle and to get a better communication together. Okay. And often that helps to that 10 days helps them to get them out of the circle. The problem might not be solved after 10 days, yes. but you have no waiting lists. Yeah. It's yeah. just immediately that you get help. And uh, that's why I like the new law very much yeah. because it's but helpful. The, 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 the help now uh, is going to be directed towards the victim, right? No, no. No, the victor gets a, a helper, uh-huh. the perpetrator gets also a gets helper, help also. and the ch- children get a helper. That's because most of the time they were forgotten, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they are also victims. They are also. Even if they are not beaten, mm. they have all the symptoms of victims yeah. of domestic violence, so they need help too. So 10 days, they will get separate help, and afterwards they come together yeah. and talk together. Uh-huh. So they get 10 days uh, isolated help. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, sometimes when you begin to discuss this topic of domestic violence, and sometimes everybody you can feel very remote. You feel very distant from it. You think, oh, this never happens. I don't. This is for other people, not me. It's easy to 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 feel that way. But well, yeah, uh, you know, some people only look at the heating part. You know, uh, when people physically hit one another. Mm-hmm. Then they think, oh, then domestic violence is going on. But is it just a physical heating that only constitutes domestic violence? Because if we can understand what the, are the things which constitute or which are a part of domestic violence, then it becomes easy for us to know when it's happening and when we can get that intervention that you're talking about. Yeah. Um Domestic violence is affect four categories. Yeah. That is, uh, of course, the physical part. Yeah. That is the emotional part which is abuse by mouth yeah. i would say yeah with words with words and that's insults and uh, insults know, yes and curses that, and stuff, stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah and sexual abuse is in, included and also neglect of children is that's sexual abuse yes yes it's, it's under the law of domestic violence and uh, uh, the abuse is neglect children 
Neglect children. Yeah. And to ne- neglect children, it has the same effect as, as abusing them actively. Actively. Yeah, the, wow. the main thing that it, that it does, for instance, what is neglect? Um, if you uh, don't take good care of the children, for yeah. instance, uh, you don't give enough attention yeah. to them. Uh-huh. For instance, the father or mother is the whole day at home, mm-hmm. but mentally, mm-hmm. uh, she has so many problems on her head yeah. that she is not really there. Yeah. Although she's physically she's there, there she's, just absent. she's just busy with her own problem and when the, when the child asks attention, mm-hmm. she won't even see or hear him or she doesn't give the right attention. And um, also just to, 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 to be rid of the, the problem, she will sit the, the kid in front of the TV okay. the whole day and not paying really attention. And especially fathers, I want to encourage to ch- take children out into mm. the society, let them see new things, because that is what develops their brain. Yes, yes. If you will tell them just to sit down and shut up mm-hmm. the first three years of their life, yeah. they have a tremendous back, backwards, yeah. backwards. Mm. And if it's combined with uh, shouting in the home, quarreling all the home, mm-hmm. the child lose so much energy because of the quarreling at home, yeah, that yeah, at yeah. school they can't concentrate. Just talk to school teachers. I mean, So many children have problems with concentration nowadays. Mm. Their behavior is not nice. And mainly it's because of the trouble in the home. Yeah. So if you can have peace in the home, yes. it saves you and society a hell of a lot of trouble, money, and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Well, if you're listening to this program, we want to say that we are right now talking about domestic affairs. You know, there are certain things which actually fall under the... Uh, the broad category of uh, domestic violence. And we're talking about here the physical heating. We're also talking about uh, uh, neglect. When people neglect their children or their partners, uh, that is a silent way of abusing them, uh, as we know, as we have heard. And also, where there is actually sexual abuse, uh, you know, uh, we'll, you're going to get into that some more. Uh-huh. So these are the uh, four categories of uh, uh, issues which fall under domestic violence. Now, just in case you're wondering what this means, uh, you are welcome to give us a call on 020-737-1619. Sometimes we do certain things without realizing that this may be some sort of abuse, a subtle abuse, actually. Uh, But these days, we don't, I don't know whether we get people hitting themselves. It doesn't really happen. Maybe it's there, I don't know. But the other subtle ones uh, we don't really talk about or get to hear about, like the neglect, parents mm-hmm. neglecting their kids and, and, and subtly uh, uh, abusing them. And also the uh, um, the the verbal abuse also. Yeah, yeah the verbal abuse, uh, they find out is even worse than the physical abuse. Mm. Um, the bruises will heal, but yeah. the words some uh, parents speak to their children or some partners speak to their wife or husbands, it stays there long time, always alive. I mean, um, my husband and I are counseling a lot of people and yeah. even people 40 plus years old, they are still suffering what, for instance, their parents or their step-parents Sport. told them when they are small. Oh. And it takes so much effort to get that. It's like Um, a kind of CD in their head. They hear it all the time and it influences their self-image and it it influences all kind of things. Uh, What I also want to point out is that um, parents should really um, 
know what it means to children if they are shouting and quarreling all the time in the home. Yes. Because they think the children might not, even if they, they, they sit quietly for the TV and they are quarreling, yeah. they are influenced. Yeah. And what it, what it does, it is emo- emotional damage to children when there is all the time strife, quarreling, shouting, uh, um, saying bad words to, to each other. Uh, what it does is also the emotional and the in- intelligence development of the child no, stops. So in fact, you are creating yes. new perpetrators and new victims. Oh, so what you're saying is that what the children experience in the in the home, they also get involved. They also begin to practice it later. Absolutely. Look, I'm uh, I'm also a Sunday school teacher for 15 years now, uh-huh. and. You, if you see the children in Sunday school, yeah. they have exactly the same behaviors as the parents. They oh, yeah, just yeah. imitate the What's parents. The yeah, they imitate. They have the same language. They have the same behavior. Yeah. If if the parents can't handle their aggression, the children can't yeah, handle the aggression. And you mean they are just imitating? They are just imitating. That is why it's so important that we as parents give a good That's example. Cool. And um, yeah. The worst thing is that most parents don't realize that even if they don't beat the children, yeah. if they beat each other yeah. or they quarrel with each other, it also affects the children on an emotional level. And um, for instance, if you come from an abusive home, 50% of the boys yeah. also start beating their wives when yeah. they grow up. And 90% of the girls yeah. end up in an abusive relationship as well. Yeah. So because of these figures, I really, really want to start to stop it in this generation. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, on a very practical level, um, we are all living in stressful times, so to speak. Uh, and so people go to work or go out, things don't work out well, things may not be working out well. And so somehow they come back with some tension and there's some stress and they don't intend to be rough, but before you, before they realize they're being rough, you know. Yeah. Uh, How reasonably can we cope with the stress of uh, modern day living, uh, coupled with the kind of balance and sanity and calm and peace we're supposed to maintain in our families? Can you tell us in a practical way how we can balance these two things? Yeah, well, first of all, I think all of us are much too materialistic. I mean... Of course, you have to pay the rent, you need to feed your children, and you have to be able to bring them to school. Yes. But apart from that, we don't all need these Nikes and, and, and all these expensive marks. Uh, or uh, I see also, I mean, in this community, what, what I'm living now, uh, I have a lot to do with African uh, people. Yeah. And my husband is also from Nigeria, so we are involved. And uh, I see also sometimes that people put themselves in debt here yeah. in Holland to send money overseas just to make impact but also to as a kind of status okay. and it, it puts a lot of stress on the on the, on the family and if if i would have a choice mm. i mean I, I i maybe people say yeah you, you have easy talking you have a good job but i also lived in uh, south america uh-huh. and in africa yeah. in the slums mm-hmm. and therefore i know how little you know mm-hmm. How, how little you you really need yeah. to be happy. Yeah. I didn't have an income at all there. Uh-huh. I lived from a, from a gift. I had to 
pull my own water from the from a pit. Yeah. I didn't have electricity, yeah. but I had a wonderful life there. Uh-huh. Yeah, so What was that in South America? Or yeah, in South America, America and in which country was that? Guyana. Guyana. British Guyana. Okay. And in the Philippines, I worked on Smoky Mountain. Oh. I mean, in fact, you need need very little material stuff to, to be, be really happy. And if I have to, what what my husband and I did, we we choose to to live in a rented home and uh, both to work part time so that we can raise our children ourselves. We didn't need to put them to babysit or to uh, crash or whatever. Yeah. We prefer to raise our own so kids true. and to live on a lower standard lower budget, yes. to to have a happily... Because if I come home stressed and my husband comes home stressed, you can uh, imagine I what will happen. Well. And just take time in the... I mean, take ta- take family time. Take family time. At least one evening, you should sit together on the table, have nice food, talk together, put off the television, mm. spend time together, yeah. talk over conflicts because before they become big. Big issues. Yeah, mm. yeah. People should. If they, if you can't, I mean, if you realize you can't solve your problems, uh, you com- don't communicate that well at home. I mean, go for a course. I also did that when I became a mother. I went to a course for mothers because for everything you need a paper, except for when you become a parent. So we went to the course and learned a lot, a lot of skills. And the same uh, before marriage. I mean, go for counseling before you get married, not afterwards. No, but I'm just interested in, so the kind of counseling, uh, the course you did was for, was it for parenting? Yeah, 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 for parenting, yeah. Ah. They have very good courses nowadays for for parents. It's almost, yeah, most of the times it's absolutely for free. So why not sharing with other parents who have the same problems uh, how to to, to raise kids? It's not that easy, you know? It's not a gift that you are born with. You have to learn it. And it will solve a lot of uh, of problems. Wow, wow. But I really like some of the, you know, the tips you just gave about uh, how to reduce conflict because everybody could be living under stressful conditions. Mm-hmm. But uh, with a little bit of uh, creativity, we could... We could uh, okay, let's assume you just came from work and your husband as well. Even a tough, rough day, you know, issues on the job, issues in your practice. And the kids at home, you arrive. Uh, can you practically tell us how are you able to put off the pressure and the stress, uh, the pressure and the stress from work and from wherever you're coming from, and you get how do you make that transition and then be able to, bring, I mean, like bring a greater atmosphere of harmony and warmth in the in the in the home. Tell me, tell us practically how you're going to do that. Yeah, especially because people mm-hmm. need some of those skills to be able to uh, cope with everyday life. Mm-hmm. But there's so much happening all around us. Yeah. Well, for instance, every I think every family recognizes it in the morning that when everybody has to get to work and yeah. children have to get to school, yeah. it's always stress, hectic. isn't it? Yes. It's hectic. Mm-hmm. So, um, some practical tips. I have one child who is really not a morning person. Uh-huh. So, you have to drag her out of the bed. She doesn't want to eat, all these kind of things. So... What we do, we already put her clothes ready in the evening because she's an evening person, so that is settled. Uh And then in the morning, I don't need to to talk too much to her. She just dressed herself. And what also helped tremendously before the kids go to school, we just uh, 
uh, as, a, as a family, we, we, we stand at the door, we bless the children mm -hmm. before they go out. Because if you want to pray and bless your children, you can't quarrel, you know? No, you It's can't. also for us uh, a kind of self-control that uh -huh. uh, you can't be shouting and then, and then you start praying for your children. You cannot, It's not possible. So yeah, we, we, yeah. We ha it helps you to exercise your self-control. Of course, when you have trouble, you can also wait till the children are gone to school and talk about your conflict or, or whatever. Wonderful. And in the evening, of course, everybody gets home uh, tired. What I mainly do if I come back from work uh, and I feel I'm stressed or really tired, I, I park the car uh, near home, but I go for a walk first for 15 minutes. Before you... Breathe some air, walk, go for a walk for 15 minutes before I enter the home. Then I'm a bit fresh again. Wow. So then I, I focus on my family in that way, in that 15 minutes. That is superb, that's superb, that's superb. Awesome. Well, if you are listening and you want to give us a call, do that on 020-737-1619. If you're enjoying the discussion with uh, Mrs. Annette Alagbe, uh, go ahead and give us that call. We will take, we will take a short uh, musical break and then we will be back. Mm. 